um, delivered just a, an incredible message on uh, boundaries in our communication. And this week is about boundaries in our relationships. But before we get into that, um, I'm going to say my, my Catholic roots are running a bit strong. I'm going to start off with confession, all right, before we get into it. And my confession today is that I'm a book hoarder, all right? It drives Amanda nuts. She's collapsed everything down onto her Kindle, um, takes 400 books with her. I can't let go of a single one, all right? The point of bringing this up is that as I was preparing for today, I found a book that we've probably lugged through about six house moves over the past 10 years that was exactly what I needed for today. So I wanted to use the pulpit to say, thank you, sweetheart, but I told you so, all right? Look, the, uh, the book that I was reading and that um, came to mind today, um, the Bible, yes, that too. Uh, it, it's a collection of, of poems by Robert Frost, and there's one in particular that I thought was, uh, was really um, speaking to me, and it's one called The Mending Wall. And he, in it, he talks about how he lives in this country estate, he has a neighbour that he gets along brilliantly with, but every year they walk the whole length of this country field and they've got a, a low stone wall that separates the two properties. And as the year goes on, the stones fall either side and he said, there's never any problems. It's not like they have cows in one field that wander across. Um, he doesn't really know why he has to go every year with this Frances make good neighbours. And he, he said, year on year, he does this. All my friend will ever say is good fences make good neighbours. And I bring that up because the fences that we create and the boundaries that we have in our relationships are so absolutely critical. And it's something that I, I was really blind to for a number of years. And, and it, I started to realise it when I was in university. See, I, I was previously in the Navy for, for many years. And so I joined up with a whole group of 16-year-olds. We, we bust off and we, we lived in each other's pockets, right, for, for years. We, we lived in barracks. We went through this baptism of fire together. And you have this training that drills into you that there's no individual, right? There's no single person. You're all a team. And so you start to get into this process where there's no boundaries and you just all merge into this single group of people that, that does life together. But the thing is, when things went good for someone, when things were going well, it became infectious, all right? Everyone was on this high that they were all succeeding together and we were pulling together as a team. But when things went wrong for someone, you got into this cycle of, of cynicism and despair, right? You started to feed off each other's insecurities and and start to get really nervous, and, and it brought the whole team down. The thing was, you didn't know where you ended and the other person began, because you had this shared identity that, that was fostered in you, okay? Your relationships um, didn't separate from work to home, they just continued. And this even still occurs in ministry, right? To take a, a different example, I'm not sure if you're aware, but one of the top three reasons that churches fail in Australia is burnout, all right? And it's not just the pastors, it's the entire congregation that um, things happen for a variety of reasons. The volunteer pool shrinks or it's the same people who do the same events week after week. And you get to this point where people feel like, I can't say no, all right? It's, you're in God's house, you need to keep giving, you need to be a cheerful giver and 
and the idea that your, per, your private life and your work life and your Christian walk all merging together, unless you have healthy boundaries in place, unless you are confident in who you are and willing to say no, then you get into this place where you're constantly giving and you're giving out of a place of compulsion or a place of guilt. And that's what I want to start off with today is, is just setting the scene for how critical these boundaries are in our relationships. And I'm not just talking about the, the romantic or sexual relationships. I mean, you look at it online, all the Christian advice seems to be around, um, you know, the boundaries in the dating sense, all right? But this applies in our work lives, this applies in our church lives, um, in every kind of financial or emotional relationship, there's a need to have very healthy and very biblical boundaries. And I say that, and it's hard because every relationship, by virtue of what it is, it implies a degree of intimacy, all right? You're letting someone into your life. You're letting someone into the privateness uh, of what you don't otherwise show. You, you need to have a degree of trust. You, you have a give and a take in your relationship. And as soon as you start to get into that area, you know, you don't want to be giving this impression that you're walling people off, like you're holding something back and, or you're, you're afraid to reveal who you are to people. So you can get into this mindset and, and it can happen very subtly, it can happen very discreetly, but you get into a point where your boundaries break down where you're no longer willing to say no and, and to hold firm in who you are. And so you lose this sense of who you actually are and what you're striving for. And so today, I'm going to talk through a couple of issues. And the first is why setting boundaries is so important. Second one is how we can set healthy and, and biblical boundaries. And the third is just talking through um, what Jesus did in his ministry. I mean, you can have a look at a whole variety of biblical scriptures and interpretations to find out what boundaries can be. Um, I thought, let's, you know, we're not going to pull any punches with Nehemiah. Let's start right at the top with Jesus, all right? And the critical part is that I want to emphasize the healthy biblical boundaries perspective. Um, and so I'm going to rely on a, a number of scriptures today to give you something you can take away over the week and, and reflect on. Because the reality is, we can fall prey to, to some very unhealthy interpretations, right? It's true that we do need to, to honour and submit ourselves to our partners, that um, you become one flesh in marriage, that you need to give yourself to your brothers and sisters to the point of death, right? So at face value, taking just that, I can understand how we can get to a point where boundaries can feel like taboo. Right? It's something you don't want to talk about. It's something you don't want to discuss or, or be setting. But the truth underneath all of that is that every relationship you have in your life, whether it's with your partner, with your work colleagues, or with your friends, there's only one relationship more important than all of those, and that's your relationship to God. All right? To Him... You are a unique and perfect child. But God has standards. He's shown what a healthy relationship is. He's shown what He's willing to do. But that relationship itself has a very clear set of boundaries and it's designed to protect 
and to foster love. So you deserve your best life. You deserve to live the richness that God has for you in communion with everyone else. But God doesn't tolerate manipulators. He doesn't tolerate deceivers and he doesn't tolerate abusers. And neither should you. That's what I want to start with today, all right? Are you happy? Yeah. All right. Um, in The Mending Wall, in this, this poem by Robert Frost, he, as I said, he walks the, the length of this, lone, this low stone wall. Now, I think that's a really good metaphor to be starting with because, um, I mean, we all understand what property boundaries are. We understand how they work. You know, uh, a low stone wall, it's something you can easily step across, right? It's, it's there... Um, for show in a large number of cases. But what it does do is it shows limits and it shows ownership. The first point is this, boundaries are a marker of ownership and accountability. Boundaries help us know where we begin and where others start. Within those limits, we alone are accountable for what we do. We have to deal with the consequences of how we act. And so we can't set boundaries unless we ourselves know who we are. Deeply know who we are. John 1, 19 to 22 says this, And this is the testimony of John, when the Jews, this is John the Baptist, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. I said, are you the prophet? And he answered, no. And they said to him, who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us 